as the country goes Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Fill up your coffee cup Put the dog on the porch and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you Good morning, everybody. Good morning, regulators. You guys need to roll out of your bunks. It's the outdoors. Should be up already. I mean, the sun's up. Sun's up. That's right. Time to roll. Guns up. No. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, hey, that's a Texas Tech thing, right? Hey, Uh, good morning. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning. 7 to 9 right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network. The number one outdoor radio show coming to you uh, live. I'm TJ Graney. That is Cody Ryan. Good morning. Beefsteak. Good morning, and I'm glad you all are back. I mean, uh, we're glad we're back, too. Yes. I had to wear uh, a real shirt and pants and uh, no cigars this morning. Did it clean out this bunkhouse? Hey. Smells of beef and cheese. <laughs> I, I used every chair. You're an imposter. <laughs> you smell of beef and cheese. That's Road Rash. He's the ranch hand that gets here early and gets the gate open, makes sure the old pot belly stove is fired up, and pour some water over the coffee grinds from last week. He um, does a fine job for us. Thank you, Road Rash. So, man, what a week this was. Yeah, you had a wild week. I was all over the place. Uh, You and I were just talking that we both left at the same day last week. Yeah, you were you were ahead of me though. A couple hours behind me. Yeah, you slept in. I did. Like (laughs) I I I was ready to roll out at six thirty a.m. when you called or texted me. I think you called me. No, I texted you probably, and you said you up or yeah and and i said where are you and you were like in like in way uh, halfway to east texas <laughs> yeah. i mean you're out in the middle middle of nowhere and i was like oh man i feel bad i should be gone already i just like to get up and get out i know you do you did know you have nobody the, on the road did you, you have the family with you no, that early no no this uh this week was solo a solo run to to go fish but yeah i like to get up and out when it's when you got a when road trip go day. to do, yeah, and it's, I mean, I don't like to piddle around. I don't I know. like, you yeah. know, I mean, you followed yeah. me on the way home, and uh, <laughs> I it, I tried all I could do to appease you with a nice stopping for breakfast. And you did, and it was <laughs> it wasn't, didn't hurt, did it? No, I didn't rush you. No, you did great. I said, so on the way back, so we're mm-hmm. in East Texas, and on the way back, I said, hey, just one thing, dude. I'll leave it. I don't care what time we leave in the morning, but I want to stop at some small town cafe and have breakfast with the Beehive waitress. Real slow, right? Just just that one little moment. 
And we stopped, and he stopped at the perfect little cafe, and really? the lady was, you know, little old lady serving us, and I got my grits and bacon and eggs, and see, you got to be hungry what, right what now. What did he eat? Well, what I like Cody. Eat? He gets hash browns instead of grits. That's about okay. the only difference. Yeah. Oh, and white toast. Yeah. You don't like the Texas toast? That's the best one. No, I get I get wheat toast. I'm, a health, I'm on a health craze. Yeah. <laughs> but I like to get a couple hours down the road before I stop and yeah, eat yeah. anything. Yeah. You know? So and we were we were yeah. we were a couple hours in. Yeah. You did so is that a practice to get out of the metro area? It's Maybe. that's a big part of it, right? Just to go. Get out of get here. Out of here. Yeah. 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 Get so up early you, and get out of here so if you, you got a road gas trip up the up. night before? Or do you gas oh, up yeah. on the it way depends. Out? It depends. I'm pretty much I like I've gotten really so much better at pre packing. And having everything ready so I don't have to fumble, fart around on the morning of. Good. That, I'm proud that's of good. you. That's a big, that's <laughs> well, a big and, step. So, you're like a pre-packer means uh, half an hour before you... You leave? You're well, like, I've been known to do that. Yeah, well, that t- turns that five-hour drive into seven hours if you're not, not prepared. Ready. Yeah. So do you take snacks along the way, Cody? I mean, are you a snacker? No. And really? I'm an I'm an ice chest uh-uh. in the vehicle. Okay. Yeah. You're that kind of guy? Well, and like this time, I drove from Austin to Birmingham, mm-hmm. and so that's eight and a half hours, and I don't like to stop and eat lunch no, or anything further like than that. No, it's like eight and a half hours to Birmingham. Oh, no, 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 no. Jackson, where I did the show from. Yeah, Mississippi. Yeah. That's yes. um, a laundromat, it sounded like. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was at the laundromat. No, I was in room 111. And, uh, was there a laundry? Was there a washer and dryer and all that? <laughs> it was, all, it, it was, was quite, cheaper that way? I didn't hear about this. I'm out from doing the show one week. And look what happens. He's got what? I asked him for change twice. Anyway, you know. I love I just, I just love the small town friendly. So anytime I get a chance to get out of here and just get out into small town anywhere even off the interstate you know you can pull off the interstate and find small town something uh you know not far off the interstate so traveling with kids have what about how does that change it a minivan you gotta okay. have a minivan <laughs> so i used to be so hardcore when we'd go my mom lives up in the chicago area right in central illinois and it would it's 15 to 17 hours depending on how many stops Y'all you made. Y'all made that drive? Yeah, and so I would leave at 6 o'clock at night so because I knew you'd get about three hours and, it's, and it would get dark. And then I would drive all night long, and we would get there at about 9 a.m. the next morning. It gets lonely around Memphis. You start seeing Elvis along the side of the road. And, oh, my god! You gosh. know, at 3 o'clock in the Did morning. Did you have eight-hour energies back but, then? No, but... The problem is, is uh, well, I mean, the good why I did that is because of the kids, right? They would sleep. If it's dark, they're out. Because otherwise, it's can we stop the Cheetos? Can we do and we and you know, you know, they don't. Hardcore nowadays, way, man. pee on the side of the road. Come on, here we nowadays, go. Nowadays, they have uh, their phones or laptops, or they have some kind of, and so they'll stay up. Because if you give them electronics, they'll just stare at electronics. I remember we tried, we tried little mobile TVs, and we tried uh, plug, uh, VCR TVs, 
And we did, as the, all that stuff kind of progressed in vehicles, you know, let a kid watch a movie while you're driving and stuff. Never we went that. through a whole series of different tools and elements, and now it's all on your phone. It's just, Man, I was like, if it's good enough for me to watch, to look outside, and that's it. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, that's oh, yeah. part we, of it, right? We tried plenty of that. We tried plenty of that. But when there's that. nothing else to do, they, they end up doing something. I... It is, you're talking about phones and all that. Uh, the, so the grandkids came over yesterday and she said, they're probably pretty tired. I, I went into the room and they were up at four o'clock in the morning playing uh, video games. Mm. I went, oh man. You know, so they went right to bed and about an hour later I went up and got them like, we're doing yard work. Come on, let's get out. And they're like, oh, it's so hot. And it didn't take very long. It took about an hour for them to re re uh adjust or adjust yeah yeah to that thing of i want to do what i want to do internally to hey this is fun doing this and if you accomplish this and we'll go swimming we'll do all the fun stuff but you gotta work first and uh i don't it's hard to make kids do that because it's so easy just to stick them in a room and put something in front of them and they're quiet. They, you can go about your business. You know where they are, and it's no big deal. But it is so unhealthy. Well, there are good things. I mean, you probably put a tablet or something in front of your daughter, right? Just to not learn. one time learning. No, nope. nope, absolutely not. Hundred percent against it. Uh, any of that electronic device. I get mad at my wife when she shows her a, a her video? favorite song on her phone or whatever, and. You know, so we try not to give her any electronic stuff. I think there's a, a draw towards it that's not healthy. I don't think it's healthy at all. She, you know, and uh, and I'll keep it away it's from her as long tough. as I can. It's and it tough. is hard. Yeah, you got to figure out hard. a balance. Right. And, and I'm not saying that all. I'm but not, why are you going to have a kid if you're not going to want to pay attention to it and take well, care of it? It's kind of like sugar if you keep it out of their life for the first two or three years. Yeah. It's hard. Because yeah. everything has sugar. You got to work hard to do this. And, you know, that's the difference. We're going to probably up. talk about this today, but difference between good dads and just dads and Father's Day is going to be a lot of that right there is what you just said. And how do you get that instilled in your life of, I want a better life for my daughter? I, I, I want to set some standards and I would like uh, to help her learn what's important, even though she can make her own decisions later in life and she will i see it so much more 30 years later after the kids are grown up i know you know that too right those little things that you put in the the things you demand or the things how you set the standard well we're gonna at home we're gonna touch base on that in it and mm-hmm. in a while talking about some of the fruit from pouring into your kids early and how much a dad affects a kid uh, we'll also talk a little bit of fishing. I was fishing down at Sam Rayburn in East Texas. You were in Alabama and swung back through and stayed in East Texas with me yeah, for a few it was days. Awesome, man! I'm telling you, that, that was cool. I, that East was Texas a, or staying with Cody? Well, both. Okay, but the the <laughs> lake was one. It's a huge lake. Sam it Rayburn. Is a, yeah, it is Sam a huge yeah. lake. And, uh, but it, and it is gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. And how a guy can figure out what spot to fish on such a monster 
body of water is beyond me, but me it too. was fun. I, <laughs> is that docks to docks yeah, to docks? I don't have any idea. Just go to the well, docks. I love, I, love the, uh, I love getting to go and be around all the guys. I love watching the tournament stuff. Um, and then we got to go swing back by the farm and uh, check out the sunflower crop over at he yeah, Cody's a, new farmer, farm. Cody. I'm a, I'm a farmer. We'll talk about that on the he flip side, say, too. He kept saying, <laughs> Sunflowers. look at the rows. Look at the rows and oh, the he? way they planted them, yeah, with the machine and everything. It made rows. <laughs> rows, like, rows of sunflowers. I think it's cool. Uh, what else I think is cool is having a vehicle that runs great every time. I can trust it when I make those long road trips. Sun Auto Service. Everyone at some point needs their vehicle repaired. It can be hard to find the mechanic you can trust. We use our friends at Sun Auto Service. They've been family-owned and operated since 1978. Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every single week. SunAutoService.com. Locations, 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway, 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Go see our friends, Sun Automotive. On the flip side, we'll talk a little fishing. Uh, FLW tournament came through Rayburn. I'll tell you the good, the bad, the ugly. You get it only one place. It's the number one outdoor radio show in Texas right here, live at the Outdoor Zone Radio Network and theoutdoorzone.com. And I take down a fishing pole and meet me at the fishing hole. We may not get a bite all day, but don't you rush away. What a great place to rest your bones and might be fine for skipping stones. You feel fresh as a lemonade sitting in the shade. All right. Well, it's hot. Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Austin's hottest new restaurant, The Shore, Raw Bar and Grill. Our amazing friends at Shore are serving regional coastal cuisine, cuisine, combining flavors from Texas, Louisiana, and Mexico. They have a really cool selection of oysters with dollar gulf oysters, special serving, uh, served starting at 5 o'clock on Mondays. Happy hour, $3 off all appetizers and drink specials. Uh, they have a wonderful house-made breads, poor boy bread, direct from New Orleans. Go see my buddies Rick and Jim at the Shore Raw Bar and Grill, located on Highway 71 at Covered Bridge, just west of the Y in Oak Hill. You can get all the details at Shore, S-H-O-R-E, ShoreATX.com. Go get you some. All right, so we're talking fishing on the flip side. I'm looking at some of the results now. Uh, FLW event there, Costa event on Sam Rayburn this past week. Uh, An absolute phenomenal practice, absolute blast uh, practicing. uh, Caught lots of fish, lots of good fish, big fish. Uh, The water, you know, it's a flood control lake, and they can't, flood out everything below them so they uh, with all the rains we've had they've had to uh, hold back a lot of water so you had flooded bushes and flooded trees and back up in the woods and man that's fun fishing because the fish weren't leaving it they were still in there they were 
uh, up there eating all during practice, and uh, you catch shallow fish all week, big ones all week. And uh, but they were releasing the water, and you know you should really pay attention to where the water's going, and uh, not rely on where you caught them, but where you should catch them during the tournament. You know you're there a week ahead of time. And uh, that's where I went wrong. But the water is dropping six inches a day. They're going to drop it another three feet or so before it gets back down to where it's supposed to be, I guess, this time of year. And fishing will get back to where it's supposed to be, you know, the fish offshore and uh, crankbaits and dragging Carolina rigs and brush piles and that whole thing. So, Well, I thought uh, it was, I thought it was amazing because uh, when we launched the boat, yeah, I recognized <clears throat> how far I had to go back into the water. So the water was receding. And, oh, yeah. And I never really thought much about what you guys were having to deal with out there when the water's going down. Where do the fish go? Are they moving with it? Are they? Yeah, you know? looking back, you know, I saw the transition over the course of the week. You know, early in the week, you were catching them in the very backs, as far back as you could get a bait uh, in the trees. I mean, it was like jungle fishing. It was cool. It was fun. It was getting back there in trees that are not supposed to be underwater, but they are because the lake's flooded out. And uh, so it was a lot of fun to get back there and get, you know, in the back of that stuff and catch big old bass back there. And and then I saw them work their way out as the week went on. I saw the fish moving and realizing it, you know, a little late. Wasn't until the last hour on the final day of the tournament that I realized, you know, kind of what was going on. But so you're just having too much fun. I was having fun catching yeah. them in practice, and then the tournament rolled around. I didn't have very much fun, as much fun. <laughs> but, yet, but yeah. But we caught a lot of fish. You did good, and uh, you also had some uh, cool co-anglers, got to meet both your co-anglers. And that's a, you know, that whole co-angler thing, Yeah, yeah I didn't realize, but you were telling me that there's some guys that that is their gig. Yeah, I mean, there's they, some. There's they're some, like professional co-anglers. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah professional co-anglers. So, uh, what, what so do you the, think the angle is on that? What? Well, uh, they get they got no expenses. It's a beautiful part, and if you're okay. good enough, you know, to catch a few fish, you don't have to find them. You just got to catch them. You know, hopefully, you get a good draw. And you're it. drawn with somebody that's around some fish, and and most of the time, I think whether even if the guys. Even if the pro is not necessarily the best pro out there, I think if they practice, they're probably around fish. You know, they may not be catching them or know how to catch them or whatever, but they're pra- but they're, there. but they're there for that reason. They caught them in practice there, or they were, you know, there's a reason those guys are are there and uh, are fishing those areas. So I would say majority of the pros, if you go into it with that mentality, are around fish. Um, and mm. so uh, the co-anglers, you know, they just fish and do their thing out of the back of the boat. and Don't uh, have to worry about well, and I, worry uh, about any of it. Of it is, uh, and, and if I was a, a young guy now thinking, you know, kind of mm-hmm. how that, uh, I would I would be doing – you know, high school bass fishing, I'd be doing, trying Man, to get on a college a big team. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk <laughs> about the guys that we met there. Um, but I, I would also, 
if you're really interested, I would do the co-angling thing. There's a lot of guys that sign up and do the co-angling thing, and they're they're fishing, having a blast. Older guys, younger guys, having a blast fishing with some of the best anglers in the world. You know, and I really wish I would have done that. It's first. so smart. Yeah, it really is. You learn a lot just about the process and the way things go. So, and anybody can do it. You can sign up and be a co-angler, and uh, and go fish one of these tournaments as a co-angler. I mean, it's you learn not you learn the process of the weigh-in, the bagging, yeah, the you know paying and walking across stage. I mean, you learn all the stuff, etiquette, and yeah. So and it's an apprenticeship program. It that, it really is. That's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool deal. So. And and it's and it's relatively inexpensive. And any and you're right. Any guy can do it. I mean, I, I was even thinking when I was with you, I was thinking that'd have been cool to sign up for that because then I'd be fishing both days. Yeah, I know. I've been trying to tell you that for a yeah. while. You know, but it'd been cool. Yeah, you could bring your two fishing poles and well, and that was <laughs> another that thing. Bag the, of the etiquette, in your pocket. The etiquette part of because I was watching how who guys were loading up and stuff, and even I asked some of the anglers, yeah, the pros. I said, "What's etiquette? You know, what do you like a guy to bring on the boat? You know, and there's guys Snacks. with four bags and you know an ice chest and all this stuff, and yeah, and then there was the guy with the the rod kit where they're all five rods were together nice and neat and he had one tackle bag and yeah you know very very organized co-angler young guy you yeah. know but just very organized and he knew what he so was doing about co-anglers would you say half of them are kind of guys that decided they don't want to be the pros anymore and they've moved back into mm-hmm. that to help out nope or are they new people coming oh, in no 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 it's it's nobody either... moves back into the co-angler no spot? i don't i don't see that as much i think you uh you've got uh older guys maybe and then you've got guys that are trying to maybe become pros uh and try and make some money and save up some money and then you've got guys that just don't have the time to put in practice but they still love to fish so they roll in for the two days of the tournament and then roll back out they don't have Eight days to so come down and practice. If you're count, and you don't do pre. You don't have to have a boat, right? You don't pay the entry fee. No, you pay an entry fee. Okay, yeah, yeah it's much reduced than the pro side. Of well, course. it's like three fifty or something like that. I or? can't even remember. And so you're yeah, only you're only going for the tournament, maybe. and that's it. Yep. And uh, but two days, two days of fishing guaranteed. Right. Yeah, and if you make the top ten, you know you fish. The and third if you day. hire a fishing guide. You're going to pay 400 plus a day. Yeah. So hmm. you're with the best anglers in the world fishing all day long. And it's a grind. You're not, you know, you're not having like jolly time talk. Some anglers, some of the yeah. pros, man, well, they're, they're nose down and working. And and your pros hmm. not going to say, here, Try ca- this, cast over that. here to this brush pile. You that just I'm have to pick fishing. up pointers by watching them. And that's it. Pretty much, yeah, or just, just being do your own thing. Up. I think that co-anglers that do the best just kind of figure out what you're doing and don't even bother with it and go do their own thing. You mm-hmm. know, if I'm fishing trees up and flipping trees up on the bank, then they're throwing out the other side into the grass line or whatever, catching their own fish out there. So, like they, I do, yeah. yeah so they they would have to be pretty experienced. You couldn't just say I want to be a co-angler and jump. 
I mean, you'd have to have some pretty good experience, wouldn't you? Fishing wise, yeah. Well, I you, mean, you to got to know what to do. Yeah, you got to you got to know how to cast, and you're <laughs> yeah. not. And I can well, tell you that this isn't fishing 101. What happens? Two o two. So what okay. happens when your co anglers casting up into a bush, and he just keeps getting tangled up and tangled up and tangled up? Do you guys just say, "Hey, cut it off. We're going." Uh, I'm not getting up it, in my water and boogering it up. Well, cause. it depends on a situation, but yeah, a lot of times they break it off. You know, etiquette is they're just going to break it off if they know it's going to mess you up. Or when you take off at 80 miles an hour, it'll just fix the problem. Yeah. Right? <laughs> sometimes I sometimes I ignore them and pretend like I don't see it. You know, <laughs> let them let them fiddle with it and till it breaks off. Till it breaks off. <laughs> well, so, I, that's hey. true kind of money you guys pay yeah i ain't got time to go chase your lures dan but you know you also got to deal with them all day and you got archery country if fishing's not working for you there's archery (laughs) actually most of the pros that i know are deer hunters in the deer season there they put the boats away and get out the bows yeah one of the fastest growing sports in the country is archery in central texas there's only one true archery shop Archery Country. The staff and owners at Archery Country are not part-time shooters. They are avid bow hunters and 3D shooters that hunt and compete. They carry Matthews, Elite, and Hoyt bows, only the finest. Archery Country has Austin's only full-size range. Go see our buddies over at Archery Country at 8121 Research Boulevard. Uh, AustinArcheryCountry.com. AustinArcheryCountry.com. News of the Weird up next. You're listening to the number one outdoor radio show in texas it's the outdoor zone catch us live on itunes or 24 7 365 at theoutdoorzone.com hello i'm forrest dale wood and you're listening to the outdoor zone fish on it's finally here. Today's the day I had a 12.50 yards away. But I got a different kind of hunting on my mind. I got my baby up in my dear blind. Country music on the radio for the real tree camouflage sheets down low. Life is good, girl, you're looking fine. Thank God I got my baby up in my dear blind. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse. You regulators out there, we know who you are. You listen to the show every week. Want to make sure you know the Outdoor Zone. Uh, we have a great Facebook page where we put a bunch of our information up on there. And uh, on our website, you can listen to past shows and you can listen to the current show. And uh, you can get in touch with us through the stuff there so let us know what's going on in your world iTunes, man. Yeah. in the outdoor zone you can go to itunes i don't know can you talk but Spotify. i don't know yeah but i don't know how they would talk to us if they go to facebook they can put a note on there and say hey did y'all know, know about this if you've got an outdoor yep. event going on in your community if you're hosting an outdoor event a wild game dinner or a fishing tournament or something we want to know about it and uh, we want to help you with it. So let us know what's going on with that. Hey, uh, bigger savings, more inventory, and thousands off Ram trucks. 
at the Bigger Things Sales event at Nile Maxwell Supercenter, like the 2019 Motor Trend Truck of the Year, 2019 Ram 1500. It has better performance, more efficiency, more new technology, and more than 100 safety features. And if that wasn't enough, you still have Nile Maxwell's personal promise, that same promise he's been making for over 30 years to beat any competitor's price in Central Texas. Just bring us their signed buyer's order, and they'll beat it. Um, you can see all these Ram trucks and more at the Super Center size selection and savings at the number one Chrysler Dodge Ram Jeep Jeep Ram sales leader in Central Texas, Nile Maxwell Super Center, 620 and 183 in Austin, or visit them online at nilemaxwellsupercenter.com. Now it's time for this week's News of the Weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Alligator with the knife stuck in its skull sparks concern in Texas community. An alligator with a knife stuck in its skull was recently spotted in Fort Bend County, Texas, shocking local residents. ABC 13 reports that the unfortunate gator was spotted swimming in the lake at Orchard Lakes Estate. Aaron Weaver photographed the uh, uh, alligator, and the images sparked concern for anim- for the animal when they were circulated on social media, according to ABC 13. I saw him swimming, and then I saw him turn, like swimming towards me, and I saw something sticking out of his head, Weaver told ABC 13. It looked like a steak knife that was sticking out of his head. I don't know if it was in his eye, but it looked if it uh, but it but it looked that way. If it wasn't in his eye, it was very very close. Local wildlife officials have been notified about the alligator. Brazos Bend State Park Superintendent Chris Bishop told ABC 13 that the alligator could live with the knife in its head for some time. In a Facebook post, Aaron Weaver said the experts from Gator Country, a wildlife rescue service in Beaumont, are awaiting official permission to help the alligator. We've gotten hundreds of messages and texts on this poor baby. We have to get the approval from Texas Parks and Wildlife to go on this call, wrote Shannon Sarge of Gator Country. The American alligators found the eastern third of Texas, according to Texas Parks and Wildlife. While typically found in freshwater, they can tolerate brackish water as well. Uh, formerly an endangered species, the alligator is now a protected game animal in Texas. So uh, I looked at that photo of that knife. Yeah. It looked like a hunting knife it to me. like a butcher knife. Yeah. It didn't look like – it looked like, like a – big gerber or something like mm-hmm. that it didn't look like a steak knife yeah i don't know where they came up with steak knife Mm-mm. well i thought it was uh interesting kind of relating this back to father's day I, a guy i fished what? with recently uh was telling me and i won't use any names uh let's call him eddie uh haskell <laughs> wow no <laughs> what I, a don't, name. I don't know uh so he was we'll from, call it let's just call him beefsteak there you go <laughs> just yeah randomly or gator tail uh so we were uh fishing down and uh he was from southern louisiana originally i guess and he said he said man i got some alligator tags for this year i'm pretty excited about it and i said oh yeah that's cool i never 
I've never hunted an alligator, you know. I don't have any idea how that is, but it looks like fun. You know, I've seen it on TV. We've yeah. all seen it on TV. And uh, he said, he said, yeah, I never have either. Kind of got quiet for a second. He goes, well, I mean. Legally. Really, I haven't <laughs> done it since I was a kid. And I said, yeah, you did it when you were a kid. He's like, yeah, well, I, you know, grew up in the bayous down there. And one day I hooked an alligator and shot it with my twenty two and took it home, you know, a little one, and took it home. And, boy, when you're poor and in southern Louisiana, your daddy lights up and tells you you are the man for bringing home an alligator. <laughs> a gator. Well, you know, I was watching. And I thought how times have changed and the mentality behind that, but also the importance, you know, relating it back to teaching your kids that, you know, there's a right way to do this. Ethics. Ethics and, and all that kind right. of stuff. But it was a different time, you know, 50 years ago when they were in southern Louisiana. I don't know if they had alligator tags. I don't know how all that worked, you know. So well, kind of a funny story relating back to the, I don't think they worried about tags. Well, I got pictures of you yeah. with uh, pegboard, pegboards uh, uh, with bass. On the pegboards, yeah, because we were gonna fillet them up and eat them. So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. taking pictures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, times have changed. I, I was talking with Road Rash this morning, and he was saying that he saw Lone Star Law. Oh yeah, the Texas game wardens on TV <laughs> on Animal Planet, and that I was watching them this week, and they had a, a one where they were somewhere in East Texas on one of the lakes, and they pulled up, of course. and there was an alligator, a dead alligator, that was shot in the head, and the tail was cut off, uh, and that was the only thing taken. Meat. They, yeah, they killed it for the tail meat. Those damn poachers. And, they, and he was saying that, you know, there's no law against how you take them, or there was some other... And I'm not, don't use me as your legal consultant in this, but it was interesting talking about alligators that, yeah, it was the meat they were after. And in the day, that's probably one reason why at one point alligators were so, you know, almost down to where we had few of them left. You know, you can order well, a lot of eating. things have but we, gone man, that way. We, you used to get them at the pet store. Yeah. We got them at the pet and store. And then flush them down the toilet. That's how they got in the sewer, and they took over. No, there's some big ones down at Sam Rayburn. I never saw one. Apparently, I was fishing the wrong areas, but there's a bunch at Sam Rayburn. Uh, my guy that I travel with, TR, he, he had a picture of one that was an absolute giant. He had to turn his phone sideways to get the whole thing from the nose to the tail. I mean, it was huge. Huge alligator. So yeah, I didn't think, think about, about it. that. I mean, what, what if the alligator was coming up, biting on your line, or coming up and bobbing yeah, you happened. on the boat, or you jumped out for a little refreshing dip in the water? Well, that's the funny part is you know Saturday or whatever Sundays, and you know you get you see the people out there floating around on their floaties. So I'm floating around at on Lake Sam Raven last week, and here's another story. I was during practice. I was floating around, and I went by these people that were in the middle of this cove, and they were on their floaties out there, you know, drinking beer. Two guys, two girls, and their ski boat anchored. And they were just floating around on their floaties, you know. And this was before TR showed me that alligator. <laughs> Thought about it afterwards. But so I'm fishing, and I talked to them. You know, they asked how the fishing was or whatever, and I talked to them. Not small talk because I'm fishing by. And uh, 
And then I get back to the back of the cove and I hear him start arguing. The two guys start arguing. No, dude. No, shut up. Listen to me. No, you're not even just shut up. Listen to this. What if what if no, shut up. Listen. What if we're the aliens? They're not the aliens. We're the aliens. <laughs> and I went, wow. I got to get out beer. of here. Uh, sunscreen what and if beer. We're the aliens. <laughs> hey, what are dude, you even... come here. <laughs> dude, what do you think about this? <laughs> Troll over here, we're dude. We're trying to look for aliens, but th- what if there are, are no aliens. We're the aliens. <laughs> and then the girls start going, <laughs> <laughs> It was weird. It was weird. But so, if you were floating around and rip. there was a gator, would, and you happened to have your hunting knife or your you know uh, outdoor knife with you, would you stab it in the head? No, you wouldn't. Not. McBride's guns. No, I'd get out of the water. With the uh, way society is pouring pounding on our Ridestone guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops. The one we trust our constitutional rights with is McBride's Guns. They're an Austin family-owned and operated local full-service firearm dealer. You'll find McBride's in the same place it's been for years, right there at the corner of 30th and Lamar. You give them a call, 512-472-3532, or check them out online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns. Your hometown gun shop. All right, regulators, on the flip side, we got your game warden, field notes, and more. Only one place, live in the bunkhouse Sunday morning on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network. Hey, American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone. Live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. If you're like me, you're always looking for the best. Where's the best vacation spot? Where's the best food in town? Heck, we even have best friends So why not drive the best? You can in a new Honda. For style and sophistication, try the 2019 Honda Accord LX, one of car drivers' 10 best. Features a push-start display, uh, heads-up display, push-start button, and, of course, my favorite, Honda Sensing. Honda's suite of safety and driver-assisted features like lane assist, collision detection, and road departure. Or if you want more out of your midsize SUV, there's the 2019 Honda Pilot. Named the 2019 Best Buy of the Year among the midsize SUVs, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So if Envy drives you, drive a Honda and test drive the perfect Honda today from your central Texas Honda dealers. Car and Drivers, January 2019. For more information, visit kellybluebook.com, kbb.com. Kelly Blue Books is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. All right. Um, It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse, 7 to 9 every Sunday morning, right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network. You can catch us 24-7, 365 on our social media and Internet locations, the Outdoor Zone. That's on... uh, Spotify and uh, iTunes. iTunes and everywhere else. Um, anyway, I'm TJ Graney. That's Cody Ryan, Beef Steak, and Road Rash. Um, so now, now it's, it's time for Game Warden Field Notes. Correct. Bad boys, what you want, what you want, what you want to do. 
These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. I really like this one. Uh, during the night of May 14th, the Fannin County Game Warden was alerted of a vehicle pursuit near his residence. The warden joined the pursuit and lent his knowledge of the area back roads to the other officers involved. When the subject entered a road the game warden knew had no exit, he advised officers the chase would be over very soon because the subject was headed towards a new pond that had been excavated recently. As predicted, the subject drove straight into the lake. The wardens and other officers greeted the individual as he swam back to shore and safely placed him into custody. The warden then returned home to retrieve his riverboat and assist with the recovery of the vehicle from the lake. I thought that was hilarious. The guy's out running trying to get away and the game warden, oh, yeah, he went down that road. All right, yeah, well, I'll catch up with you guys. It'll be fine. He, he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> hey, so I was thinking, I saw this news wire today uh, from Moultrie, and it was on their mobile game cams. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. game cameras are, I mean, they're a critical element. Or, I mean, they're not critical, but, man, what a cool yes. tool that is. And they've gone from... Having the ones you strap them to the tree, and then you go get the, the, and then you have to take them off the tree, and then they got to where they had the chip in them, and you could take the chip out. Well, then they got to where you can have a series of them in your on your deer lease, and it all it goes directly to your phone. Yeah, Wi-Fi mm-hmm. or yeah. cell 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 service, cell service Wi-Fi, whatever to your phone, and you can have all five cameras, and you can look at. What's going on at any particular moment? And we've seen all kinds of stuff, right? We've seen uh, illegals crossing and <laughs> and poachers and and all kinds of. I mean, the game camera photos you see now with mountain lions and stuff that you would never know, never see uh, without the game cams. Well, and being able to see it while you're sitting at work or on your couch is, at is home even more incredible and and i remember years ago when your uncle when they came out with a uh with a cell live camera cell yeah option that you could get and you could put and you could go online and you could watch these and you can still do it you can like watch eagles nest and there's you can watch sure. the beach and stuff there's there, there's still a lot of those live cams out there mm-hmm. in different places that you can watch but there's a, a news release came out from Moultrie that their big system, which was the one that was cell, cell signal, went out to all the – you put five of them on your ranch, and it goes out to your phone and everything. It was all done on the Verizon wireless 3G system. You buy For, a little service and yep. – Yeah, yeah like $29 a month or whatever it is. Well, Verizon uh, put out a notice that their 3G is going away. And those systems aren't going to work anymore. Yikes. As of December 31st, everybody that's got those 3G systems 
that they paid a lot of money for, and maybe just yeah, last year. No, they're, they're not two hundred fifty. Yeah, and and they wow. put it out there. It says the Verizon is upgrading <clears throat> its network from three G to four G LTE in the near future. Verizon will begin sunsetting the older three G network. Through Moultrie Mobile's strong partnership with Verizon, we have guaranteed that the MV1 3G modem will work through December 31st, 2019. Well, at least they're giving them a heads up. Well, and you got good. you got this season, most of this season right. anyway. Well, half of it if you're in Texas. <laughs> That's interesting. Hmm. Because everything, everything moves on. I mean, come on, you buy a VCR or a VCR. You know, a, a TV hey, by VCR. That's right. See well, what happened to it? Well, so, and I and I remember I went to. It's just part uh, of the deal, man. I guess it's technology. When you start getting into it, you better, just like phones, right? I mean, you've got to change. Laptops, to any of that stuff. So I, I get it. It's Outdoor just, right, gear is the rough. same way. It's just tough when you got five cameras or something linked together. Yeah, that's, you're going to have to put down a grand to change that out. At least. Yeah. Well, a lot. And, and so, I'm, do you and use I, your game cameras? I mean, for really scouting, or is it more of just the security for knowing that what's moving in and what's moving out? Um, oh, do you really man, scout we, with we them? use them big time for scouting and what's coming in where and and when. So do you? Uh, so I've seen stuff before, and you're going, "Wow, there's a ten pointer. I'm gonna wait for that one, and then I wait and I wait and I wait." Yeah, and it the neighbor come. shot him. Somebody shot him already, or whatever. Well, but, you got to, you know, that's probably the advantage to seeing that he's still there, been there this well, weekend, been there this past week, or having these live deals. Is you can say, okay, he's been in at eight o'clock for the last two days. I'm gonna be sick to work tomorrow, <laughs> and I'm gonna drive out there and see if I can catch him before the weekend comes. So one of our buddies uh, in uh, KOZ, one of the HTLs, he's got a little place he converted um, on the Starnes Ranch. And he had, he showed me a picture. He had a pig, uh, coons, and deer all in the same feeder, eating in the different areas. Can yeah. you, I mean, right right there, together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And so I didn't think that they would all get along. But apparently in San Marcos, they uh, they don't care. There's no, food of course, there. of course, They're they there. get along. Now I've seen them all together before. Pigs and deer and yeah, coon. Yeah, yeah. There's corn, baby. They'll come in. They'll so come in. so and some and some of the gear doesn't change a whole lot. I mean, like feeders and stuff. I was on a ranch. The ranch that I've been hunting the most has. They, we don't have the feeders way up high. They're down low, but they're really a great lower feeder. I think they're an all-season kind of small, but you don't have to crawl up. You can just right. flip the top That's off. That's a big deal. Yep. And really good feeders, really good um And it's hidden away, right? The trap. mechanisms. Yeah, everything seems really good. Um, so I, I kind of like that, you know, that's kind of the trend now is to kind of come down from the – from the way up poles and stuff, that was you know the sure Keeping the ones where you crank the barrel up with the and all that stuff, which is a great way to do it because it spreads the corn a lot further. But I don't think they got some that actually sit on the ground and have an auger. I, I know at my in laws' 
place. They have a right, uh, couple of them on the ground that have an auger that spit it up out of the top. And so you don't even, I mean, there's no ladder, there's no nothing. You pour it into the side of it. It's like and a, it's on a the ground. round um, yeah. uh, plastic, what would you call it? Um, kind of a cone shape. Cone bottle, yeah. something shape, and you and fill it And it has it up. an auger yeah. and feeds it up through the top and then spits it out of the top. Well, see, now that's, that's, that's cool. pretty innovative. I, but they, uh, a guy I know um, in in uh, Bernie, his dad owns a, a wildlife uh, supply store, and they make their own stuff. And he was telling me that the bottle, the, the big barrels, one of the problems is they kept getting uh, calls that people were dropping those. Either the mechanism, they would hold it back, you know, the clicker, because they were tired of it. They would somehow circumvent the safety system. And people were getting those barrels dropped on their head. Oh, they're dangerous. I think those crank-up ones... Or, man, I've, or it spins seen, around and cracks you in the your wrist. Yeah, yeah. I've had I've had a couple guys bust their arms or, or the cable broke on mine last year. Thank God I wasn't under it. <laughs> it broke. I had to replace the cable. And when I was swinging on mine last weekend... <laughs> well, so the outdoor industry and innovation moving forward amen there you go hey coming up next we've got a little uh, father's day special plus we've got your favorite armed citizens report peter report all that and more it's the number one outdoor radio show in texas it's the outdoor zone at the outdoor zone radio network live right here every sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m or catch us on itunes at theoutdoorzone.com well, I just might- 